What's up, everybody? Micah Smith here with In It To Win It podcast. Hope you're having a great day. Thank you so much for stopping by once again. Guys, this is going to be the first full episode of my podcast, so I'm very, very excited to share with you guys what I'm going to be talking about. I'm going to be talking about my learning disabilities, my struggles in schools with bullying, ADHD, Tourette syndrome, and so much more. So stick around if you guys seem interested, and I'll talk to you very soon. I believe that life doesn't happen to you. It happens for you. Here's just a little bit of my story. So I almost died at two weeks old. So barely out of the womb, life's already got it out for me. Age two, I was diagnosed with ADHD, ADD, age seven. Doctors told my parents, oh, by the way, your boy's got Tourette syndrome. (laughs) Yeah, looking good so far, right? Age 10, I struggled in school, bullying daily. And depression, suicidal thoughts, didn't have a single friend. So, yep, welcome to life, Micah. <laughs> life was hard, guys. I ain't gonna lie, dude. It's uh it's 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 a struggle. But let me say something here. I believe that that struggle is meant to help you find your success. My life changed for the better when I changed my thoughts. I stopped focusing on what I couldn't do and what I didn't have, and I started thinking about what is really possible. And what this did is it stimulated a new action response to my life, and what I did was is I started practicing basketball, which I played when I was younger, but with everything going on, I kind of like lost the love for it and all that. So I pra- started practice- practicing that daily. And, you know, everyone went from being like, you know, we don't care, Micah, to like, who's the new guy? Because I lost like tons of weight that in one summer shot up six inches. No one recognized me. And I came back to school and I started balling out. And in my high school career at my local high school, I scored 2,000 points and 1,500 rebounds. Ain't bad, right? But, you know, I say all this to say this is that like it's like I said earlier, my life changed when... What's good, everyone? Sorry for the interruption. Just wanted to take a quick break and thank you guys so much for your support. Make sure, if you haven't already, to subscribe to my channel here on Anchor and Spotify. All right, guys? If you decide to, I thank you very much. All right, let's get back to the podcast. All right, it's official. We are live. Guys, this is Micah Smith with the Int to Win podcast. Thank you guys for tuning in. Make sure to subscribe. All right. Um, so, yeah, this is my first podcast ever. Uh, I'm very familiar with doing video and YouTube and Facebook and so many other things. Guys, I'm a little nervous about this podcast. So, we'll see how it goes. Uh, I've been like getting coached by a friend on how to slow down. So as I'm doing this podcast, I'm going to be very intentional, speaking slow, being clear about myself, my message, what I'm about, and a little bit about my story. You know, you guys have already heard a little bit of it, and I'm going to go more in depth for you guys since, you know, podcast is all about being transparent, being open, sharing your heart about a topic. Uh, that's why I like podcasts, 
So, you know, shout out to all you podcast lovers and shout out to all you guys who support me. Um, whether it's been this podcast or or any other adventure that I've started. All right. <clears throat> now, again, my name is Micah Smith. I'm a 29-year-old, almost at 28. Golly, life just flies by, guys. Once you get about 25, like age becomes irrelevant. It's like you go back and forth. You just jump in a time machine and you're like, oh, crap. Yeah, wait a minute. I'm not 28. I'm 29, right? <laughs> and it's it's crazy. You know, but life has been good to me. Uh, life's extraordinary. I'm a type of person that I don't see the, your life like a cup that's half full, excuse me, half empty. I see it half full, dude, because all of us have this max potential that I believe that we're all can achieve if we're willing to use what we've went through. Like I said, I don't believe life happens to you. It happens for you. Your, your struggles can create success. I believe the hardest thing that you've went through many times is the thing that you're meant to be really good at so you can help other people get through it. It kind of goes back to that whole thing, you know, let's take your mess and turn it into a message, right? And I just, for one, for one, <clears throat> I'm a dad and, um, this podcast, this first episode, I titled it "Learning to Live with a Learning Disabilities" because I have that. Like I was diagnosed at 88 with ADHD, Tourette syndrome, all those things when I was younger, and it caused a lot of hardship in my life. And I'm also parenting a child right now who is going through the same things. Now we haven't got her clinically diagnosed, but she has all the same tendencies that I had, and it causes. A lot of struggle, you know, chaos within our family, not because we don't love her, but because we're trying to learn how to love her, even though because we know she's extraordinary. Like, I know I'm extraordinary. Like, my passion is to help people understand that our learning disabilities our ADHD, uh, Tourette syndrome, even like <clears throat> if you look at the whole autistic spectrum, which is uh, Asperger's. Uh, and so many other like eating disorders, dyslexics, all this stuff that is mental, what people call mental illnesses. I believe that it can be our superpowers to actually empower us and to help us even be more focused, to even access our potential even faster because we might, we have a tendency to be hyper. You know, we have a lot of extra energy. Like sometimes when I get caught up doing something, like I forget that I eat all day. Like when I'm like working on scripting off this podcast and making content and, and videos and so on and so forth for my coaching business that I also do. And this podcast is part of that. <clears throat> I, uh, I get obsessive and I forget that I haven't eat. I get focused and my wife's like, Michael, we need to go do this. And I'm like, okay, I'm sorry. Like I just get in the zone and there's nothing bad with it, but it's learning how to use it, right? It's utilizing that which people consider weakness and mobilizing it <clears throat> to become a strength for you. All right. So, yeah, I mean, that's also another thing behind this podcast is that, you know, we're dealing with a child who has some of these tendencies and, you know, she's struggling with certain things and all that in school, socially, 
uh, interacting with other students. And so not to go into detail because that's not the whole the point of this, but it's that I have a heart for this clearly. And I feel like it's my life mission now because not just myself, but someone that I hold dearly, like my child is struggling with this. And I think that this topic is demonized. People with learning disabilities and autism and Asperger's and all these mental illnesses, like bipolar, you know, I've been researching bi uh, bi like uh, bipolar tendencies, and I have a lot of those too. And the thing is, it's crazy that one can just lead into the another. Like particularly with ADHD, with ADHD, a lot of other things are attached. So you know, this kind of goes into my story. So when so when I was two years old. I was diagnosed with ADHD and ADD. Now, for those that don't know, that is, and I, I looked it up and I pulled it up here, the actual, let's see here, guys, uh, bear with me. So it is attention deficit hyperactive disorder. That's what ADHD is. Simply meaning is sometimes you just can't control what is going on in your mind, right? Your emotions, your impulsive, like I battle with mood swings like crazy. You know, and there's three different kind of ADHDs where you're inattentive, which means that like you're pretty much lacking energy and then you're hyperactive and very impulsive and that's what i am i am very impulsive my wife's like golly you know people love you because they can sell you anything and it's true because i want to help everybody like i understand like my money is going to help somebody else you know and at the end of the day i'm all about solutions in my life and i'm all about systems and what I've realized is ADHD is not a weakness. It's not a problem. You know, even though like I might have other people might call it demons are talking to me. And, you know, really deep down inside, um, I, I've had to learn to be even more intentional of a person. Like I've had to work even harder than other people on learning how to focus and pay attention but I see a tragedy in our education systems where these kids are outcast and demonized. And I'm not saying this is everywhere. I am saying in my local area, and I've talked to my wife about this because she's really uh, passionate as well about this topic. You know, there's a lot of workers needed in this, you know, special ed, autistic like industry because, and particularly here, okay, now I'm not saying this about anywhere else, that. The workers are few, and it's sad because people are afraid or people don't understand, and that's kind of what happened with me. Um, I'm just saying, you know, so again, I was diagnosed with ADHD at two years of age, and I told you that ADHD tends to, like, have other things attached to it, like learning disabilities, and so I struggled in school. I wasn't the smartest. I wasn't the brightest. I mean, anything the teacher said, like I would have to rethink it like over and over. And then like then I would end up saying it wrong in my head and then learning wrong because you know, they would just have to move on forward. Right. And I didn't enjoy it in the beginning. It was really stressful. And it's still to this day as an adult, it adds stress to me because I'm like, wait, 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 slow down. Like I, I'm having a hard time following. And, you know, sometimes. 
people look at you weird. They just do because they're like, are you serious right now? Are, are you serious? And like, yeah, I'm serious. Like it just I, I didn't catch what you said. And sometimes people say jokes and like, I don't get them, you know, and it's it adds oh, this whole complexity of my life that that I'm having to learn to to incorporate and incorporate myself with others socially. It's just something that I haven't been vulnerable much with. And so you guys are kind of the first people to actually hear me be open about this stuff. Um, and so at age seven, I was diagnosed with Tourette syndrome. Now, Tourette syndrome is where your body has these ticks. And, you know, my body ticks were where I twitched my arms, my limbs, you know, I would twitch my ankle. I remember like going into Walmart with my mom and like literally rolling my ankle like a thousand times. Like I couldn't step without rolling it because it felt like a thousand ants were biting at my bone and my ligaments and the tendons in my foot. And she would be like, Mike, you got to stop that. And I'm like, mom, I literally can't. Like I literally couldn't. And I can remember when my verbal tics started, which, you know, I, what happened was, is I had this, I had this verbal tick manifest where it was, and it was really bad where I couldn't hardly talk to you. It was like, I was doing it three or four times in between every other word. And my mom and dad became worried and concerned because I was like a normal kid up to age seven. I was regular. I was hyper active, like, I, but I was imaginative, man. Me and my sister, we used to go around the house acting out, playing our favorite Disney movies. Like I used to climb trees and I would, I would go outside and play catch, you know, and, and my dad would throw me the football. We'd throw the football back and forth. And I was like, as a regular kid and at age seven, everything kind of changed drastically. It really changed my life. I could say forever and at age seven that's when the, uh, we were when my parents were brought to it to their attention it was brought to my parents attention that i had Tourette syndrome and they put me on medication and it helped it but i still did it you know even though i was on pills and i can remember going to school and going on a field trip to go to the knoxville zoo and the secretary of the school um where we were going so pretty much the principal's wife i was afraid to do my throat tick because she'd be like micah you don't have to do that no 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 you don't have to do that that's just nervous you're nervous tick. you don't have to do that you can control that and i can remember like for real like just sloping into the seat and going like underneath my breath for like an hour and a half and it was horrible and the, honestly, that experience is super traumatizing. I don't hold it against that person at all. I really don't. She just didn't know, you know, and I don't wish any harm to her or anything like that. That's why I'm making this podcast is to let the silence out. Like it's not talked about enough. You know, ADHD, Tourette syndrome, even um, highly functioning autistic people, 
I know for a fact Tourette syndrome is part of autism. Like I've sat there, the doctors never like diagnosed me as autism, but I know that I'm high functioning because I have all these symptoms, man. I'm, I, I'm different, but in a good way. I've always been different. You put me in a group setting, I'm always kind of like the lone wolf. I'll keep to myself. And then I find someone and I'll latch on to them and I'll talk to them for the whole night long and we'll crack up jokes and all that stuff. But I'm I'm strange. Like as I've done my own research, I've started to realize like there's reasons why. And you probably want to get this from like watching me or listening to me. You're like, oh, he's like really charismatic and open and vulnerable with everyone. Like he just is always like this. No, I actually... I do not get my energy from groups of people. I actually get my energy from, um, I'm what you call a introvert extrovert, where I get my energy from going and being by myself. I need me time. That's one thing about my ADHD that like, if I could get my me time, oh my gosh, it's, it's, it's insane. So I need my me time. I can, if I could go for a walk, if I can work out, if I can journal, drink my coffee, and if, if my routine's thrown off, I get really stressed and anxious. And it's something that I have to constantly, constantly work on. And it's it's really hard. So when I get in a routine or like I have a certain expectation of something that doesn't work out, like I, I, I can like sense my, like it's like I get real angry and I do things impulsively. And I'm like, oh God, why did I do that? You know, whether like I yell or, or hit something or just randomly. You know, I get angry and at random objects, you know, when I'm using them and they don't work out properly. And like, I feel dumb for doing it. But at the time, I sometimes, most of the time, cannot control it. It's just an urge. <clears throat> so I'm going to take a drink of water. So I'm not coughing, guys. So Tourette's syndrome's Tourette syndrome kind of changed my life. You know, at age seven, I'd put on a lot of weight. I was already struggling in school, like I shared with you guys. Um, and a lot of this was affected by my bullies. Like right when I was diagnosed with Tourette's syndrome, my mom and dad put me into school because <clears throat> my mom couldn't handle me at, at, um, at the house homeschooling me. And uh, I was bullied every day. Um, I was called names. Uh, I was cornered in uh, the back hallways of our school, like on a daily basis. And I was hit on, kicked. Like I can remember like one time being in the corner and like begging the people to stop. And I like just fell to the ground like crying and crying for my mom because I, I didn't know what to do. Like I was freaking out. It was a very dark time in my life. I don't even know why I'm sharing this, but I don't think I've ever shared this with anyone. So I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> but maybe this will help someone. Maybe it'll help a random person realize that like when you feel like it's dark and you're alone, and you have no friends, that there's still hope. I don't know who you are. 
I don't know who's going to watch this, whether it be my kids or my grandkids when I die. And, you know, they have this to listen to and the things that their their pops went through. But, yeah, that was hard. But that that's when you know it's going to be all right. Like looking back on it now, at least. <clears throat> There'd be days where I didn't, wouldn't want to get out of bed. I remember my mom would be like, Mike, it's time for school. And my my stomach would just start swirling. I didn't couldn't even eat breakfast because I would know that I'd have to face them. And it was suffocating. It was like <clears throat> it was like I was dead but still alive. It was the worst suffering and torture I've ever had to deal with. Like I've went through some hard things, but that was just really, really difficult. I remember my dad having to come in and quote Bible verses. And one that sticks out to me that helped me get through my days, um, which is 1 Timothy 1.7. You can tell like I've, I've memorized it. Like God doesn't give me a spirit of fear, but power of love and a sound mind. And I remember saying, like, God doesn't give me a spirit of fear, but power of love and a sound mind. And I'd say that over and over and over as we were driving to school. Even though you would say it, doesn't mean that necessarily the, the reality changed, though. <clears throat> but yeah, I was called Hawk Boy, Tourette Boy. Looked down on. Teachers didn't really understand me. The administration didn't understand. And and now I feel like there's more awareness of it. But it was really hard for me. It was really, really hard for me. Like I didn't fit in at all. I had no friends till about freshman year of school. So all through grade school, middle school, I was very lonely. I kept to myself. I didn't get the pleasure of going over to anyone's house for sleepovers or going over there to play video games or hang out with anyone after school. My sister did, not me. I can remember coming home from school every day and just crying out, angry, and be like, God, just kill me now. Strike me down with lightning. I come home with bruises and my mom and dad would be like, what, why do you have bruises? And I would say, well, I just tripped. I didn't tell them how bad the bullying was. No one needed that burden. I needed to bear it. I felt like at the time, but I could have let that, I could have let that burden define my life, but I decided I'm going to use it. I'm going to use this experience with my bullies, and I'm going to make something happen. And I stopped. I stopped worrying about all that stuff, and I said, okay, enough is enough. It's game time. I'm changing my life right now. And I said, you know what? It's not about what I can or can't do. Whether people like me or not, I'm going to do something about this.
And I started focusing on what was possible. And I started to ask myself, what is actually possible? <clears throat> My dad was a pastor at the time. And I had the privilege and the benefit of, you know, him reading scriptures with me, having a positive mindset. <clears throat> He'd tell me, well, Micah, this is just, you know, greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world. Like, you know, say, God's just using these bullies to, to make you better. Like, he's, they're making you stronger. You can use this, Micah. And then I begin to see, you know, if you can imagine a light at the end of the tunnel. And I was like, okay, all right, then I can do this. And <clears throat> I just started conquering. I just started conquering, like, all my fears. I started just doing what I could, like, mentally first. And then... I started thinking about how could I face my bullies? How can I not let them get to me? But how can I use them? How can I let my bullies make me better? How can I use these how can I use these learning disabilities to make me better? I've got behind in school in my schoolwork. And we were, we, you know, where I went to school, we kind of had an interesting curriculum. I'm not going to go into detail about it, but, you know, you could, either, you could go by your own pace. And um, <clears throat> it was, it's because it was a private school, of course. And I had got behind. You know, you could go either, you could get behind or you could move really fast. And I got behind because I wasn't good at school. I, I had no motivation for school. I literally thought about dropping out of high school. That's how bad it was for me. Like. I, it was just miserable. But then I was like, okay, this is how I'm going to do it. I started creating a system in my mind. <clears throat> I started practicing basketball daily. I lost weight. I shot up six inches. I came back. <clears throat> Excuse me, guys. I got a dry cough. So I apologize. But I started taking those thoughts, those fearful thoughts, and I started taking action on something that I wanted and stopped focusing on my bullies and started focusing on something that I had enjoyed when I was younger. And I let my bullies and the things that I was facing take that away from me. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to take that back. That's mine. And I said, okay, in my mind, I said, that's mine. And I said, I'm going to own that. So in one summer, <clears throat> I shot up six inches. I lost over 40 pounds, and I, I was damn good at basketball. I can remember coming to school, and people were asking my sisters, like, who, and my mom. They were like, who is that? Who's the new kid? Is that your cousin? No one recognized me. It was like an overnight transformation. Like... The best way I can put it is, is I was a caterpillar and I put myself in a cocoon and overnight I came out as a butterfly and I was the guy and 
I went from having no friends to everyone was really interested about me. They were like, oh my gosh, like Micah, like we're so sorry that we treated you like this and all that. And, and it's too, because different social things is like, I was good at basketball. I'd shot up and, and I was, um, sort of cute, you would say. And the girls started taking recognition of that, you know, and I, it, and it would get back to me, but I was like, Oh God, I, I don't know about that. Like, I just want to play basketball. Like I didn't, I didn't want a girlfriend at the time. Like girlfriends were like the last thing I wanted. So I was like, okay, if I can use basketball to motivate me to do good in schoolwork, I'm going to do that. <clears throat> so that's kind of how I started rallying myself from behind in my grades and my curriculum that I was doing. And I started being really intentional with my schoolwork because I knew if I didn't get my schoolwork done, I couldn't play basketball. And if I didn't have good schoolwork and I couldn't play basketball, then I couldn't go to college to play basketball because that's what I wanted to do. That was my goal. And so from the very beginning, and I would say this, whatever you're facing, whatever you're going through, whether it's a bully, a learning disability, you know, whether it's a, someone who is like a boss or maybe it's a parent who you've been in this cycle of relationship of bullying you and telling you what to do. Or maybe it's a relationship that's not serving you right now or a job, man, whatever that giant, whatever that bully is. You've got to realize that bully is making you better, man. It's And you've got to take yourself. You've got to realize this struggle is going to make me successful. Period. Period. I'm a firm believer in that. I'm a prime example of it. When you can make that mental shift... And start applying instead of focusing on the bully, instead of focusing on the learning disability, instead of focusing on you don't have money to pay the bills, instead of focusing on, well, I'm not as great as a parent as I thought I would be. I'm you, Instead of focusing on, well, I wish I was in better shape, but I'm not. Instead of focusing on the negative, focus on the positive is my challenge for you. And that's what I started doing. I started applying myself in school so I could use basketball to go to college because I love basketball, man. It was my love. You got to find something you love so you can put all your energy, all your focus, all your discipline, all your sweat and guts and glory into it. And so you can let go of all this other stuff that you're holding on to. You're meant to recreate yourself every single day. The Bible says that you're a new creation. And there's a <clears throat> there's an old Chinese proverb that says, if there's no enemy within, then the enemy can do us no harm. Did you get that? In other words, if you can master the mind and not let it master you, you can do anything that's that you want to do. Period. Whatever you set your mind to. That's why this podcast is in it to win it. I decided I'm either going to die or I'm going to move forward. And like Les Brown says, if you can look up, you can get up. Guys, I'm here to tell you, I looked up. I looked up and said, okay, I'm going to get up. I'm going to start moving forward. I'm going to start getting intentional. I'm going to start finding out what I like and what motivates me. <clears throat> 
And as I stopped focusing on my environment and started focusing on myself, things began to change. I got friends. I started doing better in school. My bullies were really became some of my best friends. As sick as it sounds, yeah, my bullies, one of them particularly, is one of my best friends today. I can talk to them about stuff. <clears throat> I ask them for advice on certain things. <clears throat> but that just goes to show you how crazy and phenomenal and in-depth and like extraordinary this life is, is that the thing that pushed you, the thing that hurt you, the thing that, that pushed you into the corner and caused you to cry out to your mother when you're freaking 10 years old, 12 years old, I don't care what age it is, whatever it is, it's causing you to crack and give up and put down your sword you got to get up and you got to fight it's up to you no one else is coming to your help and i promise you though if you learn to fight for yourself other people will rally around you that's the key thing learn to fight learn to stand so other people will have something to stand by if you just fall and crumble this is just the way humans work. They just like, oh, bless their heart. You know, they just can't beat that addiction. Oh, God bless their heart. Yeah, that's what we do in the South. I don't know what they do anywhere else in the world. But here in the United States, in the southern uh, borders, we say bless their little heart. They just can't do any better. And that's what people, that's what we do. We feel, we feel sorry for them when we don't see them actually put forth the effort. But if you just start putting a little bit of effort in, I don't know what you're going through or facing with right now. You might be going and facing your bullies at school. You might be struggling with depression. You might be struggling with suicidal thoughts, thoughts that cause stress and anxiety. Whether you're a parent, whether you're a student, whether you're a coworker, whether you're an entrepreneur, a business personal person, whether you're a father, whether you're a husband, these things aren't meant to crush you. They're meant to rebirth you. Wine. What is wine made out of? It's made out of grapes. So in the crushing the grapes are crushed, it makes wine. What is wine? It's a drink that brings forth pleasure. I know right now, this dark season, this depression, this abusive relationship, this relationship that is not going to work out, this job that isn't really working out, this boss is not working out, this diet, this, this lifestyle that I'm doing right now, this addictive lifestyle, alcohol and drugs and addictions not working out. It's okay. It's not working out right now. My question is for you, are you willing to be crushed so you can be something that could bring yourself and others pleasure, just like wine? Are you going to choose all the days of your life just to sit around and gripe and complain? Because guys, let me say something. 
what you focus on multiplies. What you focus on multiplies. And I've been watching this a neurologist on YouTube and hopefully in the next YouTube or in the next podcast, I'll have some clips for you guys. Um, but this is just like a POV, like therapy session. Like I'm dropping the mic for you guys. Intro to me, <clears throat> you know, but I've been listening to this guy, Andrew. Uh, what's Andrew? Hubberman. There we go. Andrew Hubberman. And he talks about your focus and that to change your brain, like in other words, <clears throat> what you think is a chemical reaction and that chemical reaction is what shoots down into your brain, into your nervous system, and it triggers your nervous system to actually perform action and make habits. So in other words, that's why, like, if you feel stressed and tense, that's why your body, you're tight and tense and your joints pop and your neck's tight and you got migraines because your physical body is mirroring your thought process. And he talks about this is that reality really is a perception of focus. And it's crazy. What I mean by this is that it's crazy that some people focus on the negativity of the world, the, what they can complain about. Who's the president? Who's the, the mayor? Who's like whatever your um, your chief leader is, you know, in your country. If you're uh, we live in I live in the United States. And so wherever you might live, you know, they're not in control. They don't control you. Stop focusing on them. Like whatever you're giving your power away to, stop focusing on it and stop focusing on the positive. Stop focusing on the things that you can do. Just like, you know, I used basketball to get better at school and started setting goals to achieve things. Guys, I mean to tell you, I mean, I wasn't the best basketball player, but I mean, with just that simple shift of mindset of focusing on what I don't, instead of focusing on what I don't want or what I don't or what I don't have or what I can't do, and I shifted to what's possible. I guess I scored 2,000 points, 1,500 rebounds, and it's it's one of the best high school careers of all time at my local high school. But I just did that with a simple shift. It's just like the stone that hits the little uh, rock that you throw in the water. And even though it's not that big of an object, that small impact ripples to the edge of the water. See, it's, it's, it's just the small things. It's the disciplined things. It's the simple, easy little shifts in your mind. And your thinking process is going to create better habits and a better processing of things, right? And I've had to learn to do all this with a learning disability, dealing with ADHD, where I struggle with group activities and listen and attention deficits. Like I've struggled holding jobs because of this, because I get bored with them easy. I've had to learn to live life and maximize my life and my happiness with all these, these disadvantages. But I want to share with you, if you're one of those people that do have these same things, you can use those things that which people consider a weakness, your kryptonite, and you can it can make you all powerful. Now, if you're someone who doesn't 
have these learning disabilities or struggle with ADHD or, or some kind of mental disorder, that's okay. But you might just have unnecessary, unnecessary stress or anxiety in your life because you don't know how to practice what I'm telling you what to do right now because you get triggered, because you get anxious, right? You know, when you when stress spikes in your body, it stimulates the fight or flight mode in your body. And it's meant to get you going and to push you because in moments where your life is like threatened, it's 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 very, very important to know that back in the day when a bear would jump at you. <clears throat> That this response was there to keep you alive. And that was a positive reinforcement of what your brain needed to do for you. But now where we live in a more controlled, secure environment, when that same fight or flight response is spiked, it's not as big as a threat. And what's happening is in the world right now where we have so much stimulation, so many commercials and Facebook ads and, oh my gosh, your friends are posting, your parents are posting. This is why people struggle with uh, comparison, which I struggle with a lot too. So like I'm completely guilty, but that's why social media is proven to cause a lot of depression in teens right now because we're so overstimulated and we're having to learn to respond to an environment that evolutionary like, what's the word I'm trying to look for here? Like, our body was not meant to actually live in. But we've evolved. I hope I'm making sense there. But we've evolved to this environment. We have progressed to this type of way of living with technology. And <clears throat> it causes a lot of extra stress for people. And we don't know how to respond to these things. You know, just like we don't know how to respond to, like, job security these days. Like, right? I mean, it's, it's it's a different environment because my grandfather could go get a job and be there for 50 years until he retires and get a pension and 401k and could, like, invest in stock market and they'd meet and match him. And that's not the case anymore. You know, we're, we're, we're living in a different world and that we have to, but we have to learn through and the next, in the next episode here, I'm going to talk about some things that I do to actually lower stress, anxiety and, and depression. Guys, I still go through moods of depression, particularly when COVID hit, man. Oh my gosh. I was, I went dark. That's what I call it. And when I talk to my wife like or anybody, I'm like, yeah, I'm going dark. I can feel it. That's how I describe it. Like I'm going dark. Like I, I'm in a cave and I don't want to come out. But I have to survive, man. I, I have to adapt. But we and myself included have to learn how to adjust to stress, adjust to are bullies. <clears throat> we live in a world where bullies are trying to eradicate bullying. I tell people that you need more bullies in your life. I'm not being an advocate for bullies. 
I really just believe this is important uh, important enough to address with this PC, like everyone needs to get along and accept me. That will never happen. Never in a million years in our evolution of biology and, and living organisms, nothing has ever lived in full congruence and cooperation with one another. Hence the dinosaurs. Hence <laughs> like, that whatever we came from, whether it was God or, or source, whether it was a man or an object saying, let there be light, or it was a big bang. It's literally all the same kind of to me. But even the uh, the atoms, new, neutrons, and nucleuses, when they bond together, they're, 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 it's, they're causing friction and bouncing off one another. That's the only way reality holds into existence right now. It's called matter, gravity, physics. <clears throat> None of that cooperates with one another. So I don't understand why we need to be living in a world where we get along with everyone. It's not good. Like iron sharpens iron for a reason because it's resistance. We're living in a world where everyone's trying to eradicate the world from resistance. Like I understand that that black lives do matter, but all lives matter. And I'm not trying to get into a political conversation, but I'm telling you, like you can still have resistance. And you can still understand we need that to grow. If we're not growing, we're dying. Like it's not about the black or white thing, but I surely to God don't have to agree with you on everything in life. There's no way you see this in the church because, and that's why you have denominations. That's why you have different, different <laughs> segs of, uh, uh, what is it? Uh, Scientology and Christianity. You have different religions. This is this is why well, you have different races and cultures because we're not meant to all just get along. We're we're all meant to be okay with meeting resistance and growing from it and adapting. Like that's okay. That's what that's what has allowed us to live here as human beings and creatures, and particularly at the top of the food chain for for who knows how long. But that's the beautiful thing, guys, of being human is we get this extraordinary thing called our mind. We get this extraordinary thing called our heart. And when we align the two, we have the creator source inside of us to there is life or death in the tongue. Whatever you set your mind to, so a man thinks he is and he can manifest. That's why the Israelites could never enter into the into the uh, promised land, right? A generation had to pass. Are you going to be the generation that enters into your promise? Are you going to be the individual that enters into your promise and you face the giants? It's so funny because this, this whole metaphor keeps going. Are you going to face your bullies? Because the Israelites, they had, a giant, they had giants to face. And one spy came back and said, we can do it. The, the other 10 were like, or excuse me, the other eight, it was two spies. The other eight were like, no, 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 we were like ants. So they were facing giants. 
And the Israelites were afraid to face their giants. They were afraid to face their bullies from keeping them and entering into the promised land. I'm here to tell you there's a promise of God. There's a promised land. There's a, there is a promise on the other side of your bullies, of the giants, of the thing that you're most afraid of. You can do it. You need to face it. You need to kill it. You need to slay it. You need to slay your dragon right now. Whatever it might be. For me, slaying one of my dragons was, and, and facing one of my bullies was that like me being open about this. Because I've never talked about this stuff before until now. This today. I've never been as transparent and never shared my story in death because it's like I've been afraid to. I've been overcompensating, trying to look perfect and, and all this stuff. But I said enough's enough. It shifts today. People will know who Micah Smith is and what he's went through, and they will know they can get through it too. I don't know what you might be facing, but you got to know. you got to get up. you got to get up because if you're not moving, you're dying. If you don't move, you're going to die. you got to move forward. you got to understand that this too shall pass. And when you get through it, you grow. You learn. We were, we've been taught that failure is bad. <clears throat> because of school. You know, and I've been afraid to be wrong my whole life because my, you know, I've never been good at school. Golly, I can't tell you the stuff. Uh, I, I mean, like, I have to constantly sh ask my wife, like, is it spelled right? Is the punctuation right? Like, I misspell words. Like, spell checking is a huge thing for me. Particularly building this coaching brand, it's hard for me. Building this brand of mine, it's hard for me to type out things because I'm constantly paranoid with, like, oh, did I misspell that? How are people going to judge me? How are they going to think about me? You know, as a father, sometimes I forget. Hey, my kids need to eat. I just don't, I, I'm forgetful. Not that I'm trying to. It's it's just sometimes, you know, it goes back to those learning disabilities. It goes back to that ADHD, like where your mind literally, a, a mental disorder, that your mind doesn't function properly. And I have to be so much more intentional than a lot of other people. Like as I've gotten older and the more people that I, I meet, it's like harder to remember people's birthdays. You know, heck, it's hard for me to remember my anniversary because my mind, I have to slow down to think and focus. And that's how I want to end this podcast. I want to ask you, what are you focusing on today that's manifesting the life that you have right now? Is it serving you or is it not? If it is, congratulations. You know, if you've achieved a level of happiness and you're moving in the right direction, I'm very, very happy for you. And, you know, I would love to meet you and you reach out to me and I would love to figure out, like, how'd you figure it out? You know, but if you're someone who's like, Micah, I could use some change. Well, guys, the only way that you're going to change. It's by changing yourself first, you know, and having an original thought like I did.
and shifting your mindset and pivoting and then taking action. You can't just have the thought. You can't just have the thought with no action. You got to have the thought and take action. I want to invite you guys right now. I have a Facebook group called the Game Changers. If you're looking for change in your life, whatever it might be. In this group, I talk about how to manage your mind, how to manage your time so you can make more money, so you can be more happy, so you can give yourself the life that you feel like you deserve. The reason why a lot of people are depressed and anxious and and suicidal and worried about everything that's going on with COVID is because they feel out of control. I can teach you and share with you just in a in simple ways strategies I've learned to maximize this thing called life even with learning disabilities. Even though like I got to work harder than you. Even though I have to, I won't, I don't fit in as easy. Cause when you start making big moves, guys, it's really difficult because you go from like the levels of bullies and you bust through. And then there's, once you bust through, you get like a safe space and then a gap. And then you got to bust through another thing. Like right now, the whole idea is like me, I'm struggling with imposter syndrome where it's like, you know, no one's going to want to like talk to me about their problems, how to like change their life. But I know that I have what it, I know that I have the ability to help people. So it don't matter what people think about me doing this. It don't matter what the people think that know me, what they think about, why am I doing this? I got to do it for me. And that's what you got to realize is like the change that you are, that you're looking for in your life. You got to do it for you first. Too many people move and make moves and changes for other people. Stop focusing on your spouse and stop focusing on yourself. And then they might see, realize the different changes in you and then they might be motivated to change themselves. Stop focusing on the lack and you, in the end, like living paycheck to paycheck. Start focusing on how can you generate money in the best time ever to live. Stop focusing on how can you pay bills and how can you leave generational wealth. It's a better. It's a better question to ask. Instead of asking yourself like, how am I going to lose this weight? Start saying, start asking yourself the question, like, what do I need to do? However, whatever questions that you're asking, they're not, they're not serving you, <clears throat> but you got to change your belief systems. And I talk about this when I sit down with people, I'm like, you got to believe in yourself. I had to believe in myself at some point to say, all right, enough's enough, right? You got to believe in yourself enough. I don't believe life happens to you. It happens for you. Your success leads to your success. Or what, how do I say that? No, I apologize. Your struggle. <laughs> I was trying to be all like cinematic there. Your, your struggle leads to your success. Just like the butterfly transforming into the 
well, caterpillar transforming into the butterfly, just like the grapes are crushed into the wine, just like the diamonds applied, the piece of coal is applied, pressure to form diamonds. So you're, it could be a diamond in a rough, whatever analogy you need. It's ironic that a lot of things are formed of value in darkness. Film is developed in darkness. Diamonds. Caterpillars into butterflies. All of it, man. Anything of value. It took time to develop. And guys, you're in a process. You can change. So if you guys want to, you guys can join my Facebook group, Game Changers. And, you know, we can go from there. You know, that way you guys can get around a community that's going to push you, challenge you, keep you accountable, but in a positive way. If you're looking for just a positive change in your life, guys, go follow me on there. Go follow me on Facebook. Go follow me on Instagram, Twitter, Micah Smith. Stop with your excuses. Date your excuses and start building your dreams. Stop building someone else's dreams for your life and start doing you. Doing you, baby. There's a kingdom inside you waiting to be formed, waiting to be born. And it's already here. You just got to manifest it. It's been Micah Smith, the It to Win It podcast. I very much appreciate everyone sticking around watching the full podcast. All right. So with that being said, this is it. It's kind of emotional for me. I did it. I did it. I did it. First podcast. <laughs> well, all right, guys. I'm about to hop off here. Go spend some time with my wife and kids. Be intentional with them since they allowed me to do this. And uh, I appreciate every single one of you. You guys are meant for greatness. You're meant for an extraordinary life. Just remember that. If no one's ever told you that, you're special. You got big ideas for a reason. You have learning disabilities for a reason. You got bullies you need to face for a reason. It's going to be all right. It's going to be all right. All right, guys, I'm signing off. We'll talk to you next time. Thank you guys so much. My, my, my. Wow, I can't believe it's over, guys. But thank you guys so much for watching this podcast. I apologize for the teary eyes. Um, I didn't want to go that deep and be that intimate with you guys. Um, but I was. And I think what was said needed to be said. Someone needed that. And I would just encourage you guys, again, to subscribe if you haven't. And tell someone about this podcast. And be sure to follow me on all my other social sites, too. Message me. Uh, give me feedback on this podcast. I'm new to this, and I would really enjoy your guys' feedback. All right? Thanks again, guys. We'll talk to you next time.